Welcome to Female Empowered, a podcast for female fitness and wellness professionals and business owners looking for real talk about the ins and outs of our industry. I'm Krista Gurka, an accidental entrepreneur turned CEO of a multi-million dollar health and wellness business. In this podcast, I'll be sharing expert insights and having real conversations about what it means to show up, thrive, and of course, get paid. We'll talk about what works, what doesn't, and what really happens behind the scenes of a client-based business. Also, you can take away advice and actionable steps that help you become a more successful and confident business owner on your own terms. So let's dive in. Today's episode is a Female Friday feature. These are real, raw conversations I have with fellow female professionals. We talk about how they got their start in their individual specialties, their business journeys, their challenges. We have some laughs and maybe some tears along the way. I think having these conversations is so important because it's validating to see that there's no one right way to find success in this industry. If you're interested in being a guest on a future Female Friday episode, I'd love to hear from you. Email me at Krista at PilatesInTheGrove.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-A at PilatesInTheGrove.com. Now let's meet today's guest. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Female Fridays. And today I have my good friend who I've never actually seen in person, but I feel like we're really good friends because we're like soul sisters. She's from Denver, Dana from Denver. She owns a Pilates studio. So I'm going to have her introduce herself. So Dana, why don't you let us know who you are and who you serve? And we're going to go from there. Hi, um, my name is Dana Dreyfus. I live in Denver and I've lived here for a very long time since I was about 16. Um, and I opened my first, it was Pilates only um, studio about nine years ago. Um, we added bar and yoga. Oh, we had a bar about seven years ago and then yoga about five years ago. So now we have a bunch of different modalities within the space. Um, and I came to movement, um, you know, everybody comes through their journey in a different way or to their career in a different way. And I came to mine because I was injured in a car accident and movement was the thing that put me back together and saved me outside of having to go a medical route. Um, so I have a pretty deep passion for being able to help people and particularly being able to help young women. Um, I came to, I had my car accident when I was 19 um, and I remember going to my first Pilates class and feeling like it wasn't for me um, because it skewed a little bit older. It felt, um, you know, there wasn't music playing. It didn't feel like it was a place that I belonged. Um, and But I, I did see some really positive benefits from it for my body. Um, so then when I created my studios, I wanted to create something where no matter what age somebody was, no matter what their background was, when they walked in the door, they felt like they were included if they were 19 or if they were 75. Any of those ranges, I wanted to feel like they had a home in my space. Um, so I kind of came from a place of both healing um, and inclusivity and, um, you know, just kind of welcoming. That's awesome and very smart on your part. Um, that's You're the second person, actually, that, that, that I've talked to that had car accidents that brought them to movement. And so same thing, like they felt like healed 
from that through their movement experience. And then they decided that that's what they wanted to do with their life. So, um, so having said that about that feeling of in inclusivity, um, I think that's a really important thing, especially from a business perspective of understanding your customer and what, you know, what they're looking for. And, um, so was that something that you thought of right away when you were going to go, when you were going to open your studios? Yeah. You know, um, I'd worked in, I'd worked in movement and I'd worked in fitness basically since I was 19. Um, so I started to do Pilates and I decided that that was going to be the thing I did. I still went to college, um, but throughout the entire time, Pilates was the thing that I loved and it was my passion. Um, and, you know, I wasn't quite sure how I was going to make a living at doing what I loved, but I knew that that was the thing that I cared the most about. Um, and so I worked into other people's places and other people's facilities and studios. And um, one of the big tenets that came across to me with Pilates was it's very exclusive because it's pricey. Um, and so it tended to serve a very small demographic and quite honestly, I personally did not fit in the demographic that I was serving. Um, and so coming at it from my perspective, I wanted to create a place where anybody who walked in the door, no matter what their background was, felt like they had some type of like place that they could hold on to. And if, even if that commonality was just the kindness of my staff, the kindness of myself, when they came in, I wanted them to feel welcome. That's great. And I think that's very important because that's probably, I mean, how people feel really resonates a lot with what they decide to do in the future as far as like buying or staying. Community is important to people. Um, what made you decide to kind of expand from Pilates into the other modalities, bar and yoga? So I love, I love and continue to love Pilates. It's, uh, it's my favorite. But um, I don't know, after I practiced it for a really long period of time, it gave me a solid base to go and jump off and do other things that I then felt safe for, to do. So Pilates is very non-impact based and it's, it can be, you know, all the way on the lighter side to the heavier side of movement, but I got to know the movement so well that I almost got like neurologically or like in my brain fatigued with them. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to move on and into a different modality set that I could then transfer all of the knowledge base that I had learned into those new things. And at the time when I was introducing bar into Denver, uh, it was one of the very few bar studios there. I think there was only chains at that time. Um, and so there was a big hole for very um, educated boutique fitness studios to bring a separate modality in. Um, and then, you know, yoga is oversaturated in the Denver market. However, it just kind of naturally fell into place after bar came. Yeah, that's great. Do you find that that people that your clients that like Pilates, do they do you find that the same clients do all three modalities? Or there's people that kind of, you know, live in their silos? So people definitely segment themselves. But probably one of the most fulfilling things about the studio is a lot of times uh, we will attract people post-injury because Pilates is so good to, mm -hmm. you know, address those post-injury issues. Um, but then they get stronger again and then they're like, okay, I'd kind of like to try something else, but I'm scared to do it other places, but I trust you guys. So then they try bar and then they try hit and then, you know, they try these other modalities with that overlay of intelligent movement of, you know, anatomical background and they're like wow this is great this is something and I've, I've probably had 20 clients say I would never have tried this had it not been for this studio but now I love it so That's it's so great yeah it's cool because then you get to like and I feel like 
you know, we kind of get, we do, even as professionals get segmented into our modalities. Um, maybe if you're not a PT or if you don't have like an overarching view of kind of movement in general, um, and that can be limiting not only to ourselves, but to our clients. Yeah, for sure. And I think that also, I find that people will, and I certainly do this, I will gravitate towards what feels comfortable for me. So I like to move slowly. So things like Pilates and yoga, not power yoga, they resonate really well with me. I like that kind of movement, right? And there are other people that like to move fast and like to sweat and like that cardio base. So like they might gravitate towards spinning or something to that effect. And I think, you know, you see people that are very hypermobile that love yoga. Why? Because it feels so great for them because that's what they live in, right? And so people that a lot of oftentimes when clients will tell me they don't love yoga, I, I can I already know exactly why. And I usually say it's like, is it because it's too slow for you? That's one of the reasons you should try it. Because to learn how to slow your mind down. And honestly, the hardest part in yoga for me is savasana and to be at the end where you're just lying there and trying to get my brain not to think of the 30 million things. So I think it's great that you have other modalities in your business as well. How has um, business been like since COVID. So at the time of this recording, everyone, it's currently, oh my God, I was, it's a day before October. So we are <laughs> in the middle. I don't know when this will eventually air, but we're, you know, everyone's kind of coming out. So how are things in Denver and how has the last like six, seven months been for you? Well, I feel lucky. Um, and I can speak to the Denver market only, um, but we were particularly hard hit in Denver because fitness was fairly oversaturated to begin with um, and which consistently lowered our price points for our services um, and so and you know we had a million studios so when this first happened we saw we saw within the first wave a shutdown of many studios many studios that have been 20 years old every studio that I got a certification at or a teacher training Cert ad is closed as of COVID because of COVID. Um, and so it was heartbreaking in the community um, to see all of these amazing instructors and all of this really like almost institutional fitness knowledge go away. Um, and then it's also kind of a cool rebirth in a certain way because we've had the people who have continued to stick around have had to reinvent what we're doing and throw away things very quickly that weren't working. Um, and maybe even things that seem to be working, but they wouldn't work in a post COVID world. So I had two studios prior to COVID my first one, which was nine something years old. And I shut it down almost immediately um, simply because I got very lucky. And one of my clients was the head of the health department of Colorado and kind of laid out a plan of what this was going to look like for the next two years for me um, in March. And so I was like, okay, well then I've got to make some tough decisions and I've got to make them right now. Um, so that I was lucky and I got put ahead a little bit of the game around that because of that. Um, and so since then we focused, you know, we've totally shifted our business model. We focused on on demand and online and live stream. Um, we've really beefed up our teacher training programs. But that being said, um, I'm kind of heartened by the Denver community itself for several reasons. One, Governor Polis has done a fantastic job of 
creating good guidelines. I think people in Colorado tend to be um, more fit in general. So we've had less hospitalizations, maybe whereas our positivity rate might be the same, but it'll be, well, people are a little healthier, so we don't have it quite as much of an effect of COVID. I hope, mm -hmm. knock on wood, that's what it's been so far at least. We'll see what happens in the fall and winter. Um, and we've been able to stay, I was, I was closed for four months, um, during which time we did all of the live stream and on-demand content. But other than that, we've been able to stay fairly whatever normal is at that time in this time and normal. And then I'm seeing these places like other people that I did my teacher training was with going out and opening their own locations and doing things. And maybe people that I worked with that would not have opened their own spaces outside of COVID, but now they have that opportunity. So again, whereas it's both like bittersweet, um, I'm very happy for those people who are so knowledgeable and so good to have that space. Yeah. And well, you know, I think, there's a great unknown really of what we can kind of guesstimate what things are going to be like in the future. Um, I think I agree with you. It's sad to see some of these institutions close down. We had one very kind of big one here in Miami shut down recently. And, um, but again, you know, like sometimes this is what happens, you know, like then new people come up and, and, it will be interesting to see what happens over the next like six to 12 months, I think in, in just in general and how the, how the, um, how also how people react, right? Because restrictions could change, but then it's a matter too of how are customers going to react to that. They may choose a different route from the, for whatever their own personal feelings are. So what would you say, um, did you always know that you wanted to, go into business for yourself or kind of how did you decide that you were going to open your own business? I never knew what I wanted to do ever. And I'm still not sure I do, um, <laughs> but this is where we're at. Well, um, I think you're doing a great job running a business. <laughs> so I think maybe you found what you should be doing. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I moved out really young. Um, I was 16 when I moved out of my parents' house and I just kind of took out care of myself um, for a long time. And I got, incredibly almost lucky being in this really bad car accident because it led me to a passion that I was able to help people mm -hmm. with because I've always known that I wanted to help people like that was always my base in life um and then I was like but how do I want to do it and then I found something that helped me so much that I wanted to share it so that running a business marketing filling classes like all of that it's it's all on the side like the true thing for me is is helping people and in the beginning it was helping my client so from then helping my client i was like oh i could help more people if i had a small business and i was able to help my instructors who are then able to help people and then i did that and then i was like oh i could have i could help even more people if i trained really good instructors who then went out and they helped all of these other people and so just consistently scaling the idea of how many is like how like how how am i able to use the knowledge base that i've been given to then give that to other people to then consistently create that right and that's great because you, you're right by your influence on one person and it's the trickle down effect, right? They, they then go out and influence and impact a number of other people. And that's how we really, you know, kind of change the world one yeah. teaser at a time. So, <laughs> so I guess if you had any, for maybe younger women coming up um, that are thinking about maybe opening a business or taking the journey, like what kind of advice would you maybe give to them? I think that particularly as women, we consistently feel like we're not enough. We don't know enough. 
we don't have the education. I don't have a business background. I worked in a doctor's office and I have a biology undergraduate degree. Um, so like, I don't know anything about running a business. I still don't. I'm still learning. And I think don't be scared of what you don't know, but also don't pretend like you know something that you do not, you don't know. Um, so like find out and seek out those people who can help you because they're there. Um, and everybody truthfully, I truthfully believe everyone's very good and they really do want to help. Um, and I think especially with women, like don't be scared to apply for the job. Don't be scared to open the business or to take that next step. And I have to say that even with my instructors, I'm consistently like pushing them forward, even if it's forward and away from my business maybe, mm -hmm. but forward towards the goal that they want in life, um, that they've maybe been a little scared to take. And I think that particularly young women need to know that we're all scared. Like, none of us know what we're doing. We're all winging it. And um, if I'm successful, great. But I've probably failed five times for every time I've been successful. So, cool. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's great advice. And I think that whole part of, you know, every, we're all scared is very true. I think people, you know, first of all, um, social media can make everything look really fun and dandy and curated. But, um, and you might think like, hey, well, that person can do, like, they're doing it because they've been doing it all the time. But most successful people are just doing it scared. They're equally scared and fearful. And um, somebody, I don't remember who said something about failure and, and they said something like, I, my success or something was, I found 400 and some odd ways that the light bulb didn't work or something like that. And maybe it was like Thomas Edison or something like that. So, um, but it was basically like, he just, like the one that worked, he had also, thousand ways that didn't work and so you know and we learn from that yeah and I think the other thing for especially young girls is like don't focus on the things that didn't work like right they didn't work okay that didn't work move on but don't spend the time thinking about all of the horrible things that happened because it didn't work because it's not worth it yeah yeah I mean we can all think of some failures oh, like so if many. we think of yeah like <laughs> certain bubblegum flavored sodas like that was definitely not a good idea so I dried my hair pink in high school that was bad oh uh, we all that what about what yeah. was the one that we well you're probably younger than me but we used to have sun in that used to like uh make your hair orange so are you from that florida was, originally I, i'm from new york originally but okay so like florida yeah we put lemon <laughs> juice in our hair and then didn't wash it off our hands and you'd burn your hand like those are stupid things those you know we have those things so but I think this is great and I think you're so actually let's tell everyone where they can find you so what's your studio's name and where can they find you maybe on social media if they want to reach out so whole body studios um is my Instagram handle and my Facebook name um and then my personal name is Dana Dreyfus um and we're located in Denver in the Bonnie Bray neighborhood. And then we are doing, we're in the next couple of weeks putting our full bar teacher training online. So if you're currently an instructor and you're looking to get certified in another modality, um, bar online is gonna be shortly accessible. Um, and then we are putting our full Pilates teacher training online as well. Um, that's gonna be a little a little more integrated and a lot longer of a process, but, um, but that's, that, that's probably another month or two out. And is it, is your website wholebodystudios.com? Wholebodystudios.com. And then whole body bar teacher training is going to be the new site, I believe, if I remember correctly. Um, and then whole body Pilates teacher training. 
Nice. So I will also link that up in the copy so you guys can check it out. And thanks so much for joining us and telling us your story. Yes. It looks so pretty out there in Denver. It is. I'm, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. But thanks so much, Dana. If you guys are in the Denver area or know someone that is, tell them to check out Whole Body Studios and look Dana up. So we'll catch you guys on the next time. Take care. Hey there, before you go, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Female Empowered. If you liked what we covered today, please, it would mean so much to me if you could leave an honest review for the show. This really helps other women find the podcast and lets me know that I'm sharing helpful information with all of you. If you want to get even more insights and find resources to help you market, streamline, and grow your service-based business, you can visit my website at kristagurka.com. Follow me on Instagram at kristagurka, that's C-H-R-I-S-T-A-G-U-R-K-A. And be sure to DM me or leave me a comment so I know you like what we're sharing. See you all next time.